0: In this podcast episode I regrettably and erroneously referred to the late Mr William Hurt as William Hunt I was thinking of re-recording a new podcast but after hearing it I thought that it contained really good valuable information that I wasn't sure that I can recreate in a different recording so we decided to keep it very sorry of the misnaming of such a great and famous actor and Rest in peace, Mr. Hurt, and enjoy this podcast episode on advanced prostate cancer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Geo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my goal to share with you some of my research, insights, and lifestyle tools on how you can improve your urological function and live better with age. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into bone metastasis advanced prostate cancer, and we're going to look at what that means. And this is going to be in memory of William Hunt, the great American actor, William Hunt. Now, I'm not a big movie watcher, so I can't say I've watched a lot of his movies. But I do remember William Hunt in the movie Kiss of the Spider Woman, which I was a very young kid. I was a teenager. And it was one of my favorites. And even before that, I remember William Hunt in the series Kojak, right? With Telly Savalas, who might have inspired me (laughs) to shave my head and have a bald head. I mean, he was the first cool guy and certainly the first cool light skin guy to ever have a bald head, and really wear it well. So I love me some Tully Savalas Kojak, right? Who loves you, baby? Kojak. (laughs) So William Hunt, I think he played Jack or Jake, if I remember correctly, in the series Kojak. So great actor who seemingly passed away from prostate. Now, we don't know, because what I keep hearing is died from natural causes. Now, here's what we do know. We do know that in 2018, he was diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer. At the time, there was already bone metastasis. And I do know that, according to his son, that he was suffering from excruciating pain towards the end of his life. Excruciating pain. I don't know that he died from prostate cancer. I do know that he had advanced prostate cancer. And according to his son, it was from natural causes. So I don't really know what that means. Nor do I have details of William Hunt's prostate cancer history. Don't know the Gleason score, if he was ever treated medically. What was his PSA when he was diagnosed? Don't know any of that information. So I'm going to give you a general overview on advanced prostate cancer, and bone metastases, and some of the things that I think that work for this group of men. Let's get right to that. Advanced prostate cancer, what does that mean? What is the definition of advanced prostate cancer? So there are numerous categories to advanced prostate cancer. It's not just, okay, the cancer that had spread. No, it's not just that. When a man gets a prostate biopsy, and that biopsy result shows, let's say, a Gleason score anything greater than 8, That is considered advanced prostate cancer, a Gleason score higher than eight. If a man gets prostate cancer and then gets their prostate removed, and under the microscope, there is positive surgical margins, extra prostatic extension. There's evidence of cancer in the bladder neck that was connected near the bladder. Seminal vesicle, positive for cancer lymph nodes, pelvic lymph nodes positive for cancer, all these situations are considered advanced prostate cancer. Let's talk about surgical margins for a second because that's a term that's tossed around. No one really knows what that means, right? So let's just say the prostate is a lemon and the capsule of the prostate is the peel of the lemon. So when they remove the prostate, let's just say it's a lemon, the pathologist literally adds ink to the prostate before analyzing it under a microscope. And if they see anything from inside the prostate, meaning anything from inside the peel of the lemon, the mushy part, out on the peel, on the capsule, then they would say that's positive surgical margins, meaning that there's some cancer that's outside of the capsule, but as best as we know, has not metastasized. But there is possibly a chance of there being a recurrence. Now, not all positive surgical margins equal a recurrence of prostate cancer. Okay? This just says, well, we found some cancer outside the capsule. That's what that says. So that's positive surgical margins. Positive extraprostatic extension, that typically means that there is cancer in the prostatic bed. Outside of the prostate, there's prostatic fat, and some of that fat is removed, and sometimes some of that Tissue has cancer, that's extra prostatic extension, cancer in the seminal vesicle, that's self explanatory, and in any of the lymph nodes. So, any of these scenarios is considered advanced prostate cancer. Also, if there's evidence of bone metastasis, that's also considered advanced prostate cancer, of course. And if there's evidence of metastasis anywhere else, whether it's a liver, lung, brain, that's considered advanced prostate cancer. Okay? That's the definition of advanced prostate cancer. Now, Why was William Hunt suffering from pain? Well, because in extreme cases, bone metastasis can cause excruciating pain. I'm talking about 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Let's unpack that a little bit. If prostate cancer metastasizes and spreads, okay, now sometimes it doesn't and oftentimes it doesn't. But if it does, the primary site of where prostate cancer will metastasize is to the bone. Okay, that's the primary site. Oftentimes, the pelvic bone, bone of the vertebrae, or the rib bone. Okay, those are the primary areas where prostate cancer metastasizes. Does bone metastasis from prostate cancer always cause pain? The answer is no. There are times a patient comes in and we only know he has bone metastasis from prostate cancer because we saw it in a bone scan. But oftentimes it causes no pain or it can cause mild to moderate pain or severe pain. Other times, young patient in their 40s, otherwise healthy, wakes up one day with a 10 out of 10 pain in the lower back. Oh, my God. I can't. Right. It doesn't go away. They go get a bone scan. They get a PSA. PSA is very high. Get a bone scan. Shows bone metastasis. I say men in their 40s because I've seen many of those cases lately where For some reason, men in their 40s, mid 40s or so, are diagnosed with more advanced prostate cancer for reasons that I have some theories, but we'll talk about that some other time. In any event, what can we do? What can we do? Now, again, going back to William Hunt, he was avoiding taking opioids because he became sober years ago. He was reluctant to taking opioids in fear, I would guess, of a relapse, So what do you do for pain as it relates to bone metastasis from prostate cancer? Well, I tell you some of the scenarios that I've seen clinically. Of course, most people that come see me, they want only natural approaches to their cancer. Okay. I am not opposed to medical treatments for prostate cancer. I think sometimes they are indeed necessary. Now, my bias is against medical treatments, certainly for my own body. I just got over shoulder pain. I was an excruciating, uh, maybe excruciating is a tough word, but I was a five, six out of 10 left shoulder pain. I could have moved my arm and now I can move my arm from probably working out. I did get the booster on that arm and then kept working out like I normally work out. A week later, I couldn't move my arm. I'm not saying it was the booster. It could have been. I don't know. I know that there was a lot of inflammation there and I primarily took care of it with natural approaches, right? Cause I am opposed to taking pharmaceuticals or, you know, pills and things like that. So I understand. However, who cares about my bias? I care about what's best for you, right? I don't care about staying in my own head and my silo and what I think, you know, my biases and so forth. I need to be objective. So there are times where a patient comes in and says, look, I don't want hormone therapy. I have advanced prostate cancer, metastasized to the bone. I don't want hormone therapy. Well, there are some times where I actually suggest for them to get hormone therapy if their pain is really high. And yes, hormone therapy can relieve the pain in some cases, particularly if the PSA is very high. So hormone therapy, I'm not opposed to over-the-counters and regular analgesics or NSAIDs or even opioids in some scenarios, if it's going to relieve the pain, I don't want my patients to suffer too much. And I know there's different pain thresholds. And I think mine is pretty high. That's why I decided to treat my own naturally, though it was, again, five, six out of 10. I don't know, for some people, that could be an eight out of 10. Other people probably have a higher threshold than I do. It could be a three out of 10. But the bottom line is that sometimes is the right thing, as long as, of course, we don't want people to become addicted to opioids. And by the way, I've, I've never taken opioids nor intend to, but you know, you never know, really, you never know. Are there natural methods to relieving pain? Absolutely, absolutely. So many of the patients I've seen with bone metastasis with mild to moderate pain treated naturally very well. I give them high dosages of curcumin. For example, curcumin is a botanical from the turmeric root, which is a very strong anti-inflammatory, has shown to help with pain. I've given willow bark, right? Willow bark. So what's willow bark? Salicylic acid, which is what's found in aspirin, is the active ingredient in NSAIDs, many NSAIDs in aspirin, is from the willow bark tree. Why not take willow bark, which has numerous other chemicals, not only salicylic acid, which seems to be helpful. So willow bark is an excellent natural pain reliever. Boswellia. Boswellia is a natural anti-inflammatory botanical. I don't know that it helps a lot with pain, but in reducing inflammation, it helps with pain. In the Chinese medicine pharmacopoeia, we have Cory Dallas, probably the strongest botanical in Chinese medicine. It's called Cory Dallas, C-O-R-Y-D-A-L-I-S, Cory Dallas, very powerful painkiller. I like ginger, you know, so ginger and curcumin are actually cousins in terms of the botanical world. They act very similar to each other. They're very strong anti-inflammatories, okay? And I think ginger is phenomenal, and some of these may even have anti-cancer properties. Now, I have to disclaim something. See a expert in this. If you have bone metastasis, I would suggest. Don't do this on your own. In onc amp oncanp that's the Naturopathic Oncology Association, has excellent naturopathic doctors who help men with integrative medicine and women if they have cancer with natural approaches so i would suggest that or a naturopathic functional medicine doctor that specializes in cancer treatments the bottom line is many times not all the times many times and even most of the times Many of my patients with metastasis do well with botanicals. The other thing that they do is acupuncture. Acupuncture works very well to relieve pain, okay? Very well. I think that what acupuncture does is kind of it releases many of the natural opioids in the body and kephalins and endorphins and things, natural pain relievers in the body. So acupuncture works very, very well for pain. That's related to bone metastasis from prostate cancer. Cold therapy, perhaps, taking cold showers. So cold is a natural anesthetic. So dipping yourself in cold might be very helpful. Again, you want to talk to someone before doing these kinds of things. The next thing I want to talk about is as it relates to exercise, exercise. So most oncologists and medical practitioners would say, don't exercise because we don't want to risk of you getting a bone fracture. I could not disagree more. I could not disagree more. There's way more benefit from physical exercise in men with bone metastasis from prostate cancer than there are side effects. In fact, I've never seen in my 20 year plus in seeing men with prostate cancer, I've never seen a man develop a bone fracture from exercise with bone metastasis from prostate cancer. Never. I've never seen it in the literature. So these are theories. In fact, if you look at the scientific literature, what they do suggest is physical exercise, both weight-resistant exercise and aerobic exercise in situations with bone metastasis. There's another study showing a group of men that play soccer. They call it football, right? Not American football, but soccer. And they showed that these men played soccer and with bone metastasis and developed no fractures, no problems, including those who fall. No problem. So physical exercise is medicine. Physical exercise is medicine for advanced prostate cancer in men with bone metastasis. It helps you relief fatigue. It helps with keeping strong bones. It helps with keeping strong muscles, tendons, and ligaments. And I believe it helps beat cancer. I believe it helps beat cancer. Now, there's always two parts to the story from my end, right? There's always the scientific research shows this, and Dr. Gio's opinion is this. I'm always going to share both with you because I've seen a lot and I have a good foundation, I hope. I believe, I hope. (laughs) A good foundation in science as it relates to the human body, the human male body, and how prostate cancer behaves. So my opinion may matter. And I think it's going to be proven one day. It's hard to prove, but I think it will. Certainly, we've seen in certain different studies showing that not in advanced prostate cancer, but in men with low-risk prostate cancer on active surveillance who exercise in a certain way. When they studied their blood and they put their blood in a Petri dish full of prostate cancer cells, the researchers saw regression of prostate cancer in the group that exercised in comparison with no regression of prostate cancer in the Petri dish that contained prostate cancer cells that was exposed to blood from the group that did not exercise. Okay. So there is evidence that exercise is medicine. Exercise, I believe, is medicine for advanced prostate cancer as well. And I believe it really helps patients with bone metastasis. So there's way more benefit than side effects. Now, uh, is there someone out there somewhere who had a fracture with bone metastasis? I'm sure. I've just never seen it. So physical exercise, you should be afraid of being afraid. Because I think that that's what keeps men stuck once they're diagnosed with this disease. The next question should be that you're asking is, well, if I exercise and my physical pain from bone metastasis is tolerable, if I exercise, will my physical pain get worse? And the answer is not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. Physical pain will not get worse. It can actually probably stay the same, if not get better. And again, a lot of this is based on the research that I've seen and people that I've talked to. Are they getting better or is their pain not that bad because now they're taking certain botanicals that I've given up? Maybe, I hope so. I like to think that the protocols, (laughs) the protocols that I prescribe are helpful. If not, uh, (laughs) I'll need to hang it up and probably go bartend somewhere. I hope I know what I'm talking about by now, right? So that's the deal. Dietarily, a good Anti-inflammatory diet, which I've spoken about before on the podcast, throughout the xywellness.com website, Dr. Gio website, it's it's pretty much the same diet. And lastly, who is at risk of advanced prostate cancer? Because what we know is that we're not interested in just finding cancer, prostate cancer, right? We're not interested in finding low-risk prostate cancer in people because that oftentimes will never kill them. But who is really at risk of developing advanced prostate cancer? All right. It goes like this. Black men are at higher risk of developing advanced prostate cancer. Men that are obese or have a lot of body fat or a lot of visceral fat. So as you know, there are a lot of people that are what we call skinny fat, right? They're skinny but very fat. They hold a lot of visceral fat around their organs. And those people are at a higher risk of prostate cancer as well, not just the person that's obviously obese. If you have a first-degree family risk of prostate cancer, so let's say that your father was diagnosed at the age of under 70 with advanced prostate cancer or died from it, then you are at risk of advanced prostate cancer. If there's a genetic germline mutation Specifically and primarily, BRCA2, if there's a BRCA2 germline mutation, that increases the risk of advanced prostate cancer as well. Smokers are at a higher risk of advanced prostate cancer. So, it's smoking cigarettes is not only related to lung cancer, it's also related to prostate cancer and, and, more importantly, advanced prostate cancer and a very high fat diet, but high bad fat diet. So, these are your trans fats or too much of the bad saturated fats and not the polyunsaturated fats or the monounsaturated fats. Those do not increase the risk of advanced prostate cancer. Primarily saturated fat or trans fats do. Okay, so I will close by saying that if you're listening to me today and let's say you have low risk prostate cancer, I don't want you to become a hypochondriac because I know you. (laughs) I know you well. Tomorrow, you'll wake up with back pain and say, oh, my God, I heard Dr. Gio's podcast and I think I have bone metastasis and that's why my back hurts. It doesn't work that way. Okay, so keep it here. Okay, do not catastrophize. If you do have advanced prostate cancer or have bone metastasis, advanced prostate cancer, that's not a death sentence. Keep optimistic. Keep your values in check. Make sure you do more of the things that are important in your life make sure to eat well, make sure to exercise every day, take the proper nutraceuticals, sleep well so that you can recover and enjoy life, enjoy life. Not for any other reason, but because you should be enjoying life anyway. And it's one day at a time and it's not a death sentence. You will have very good quality of life as well, even with bone metastasis. So I hope this podcast shares some light on William Hunt who unfortunately has left us prematurely. We don't know if it's from prostate cancer specifically, but we do know that he had advanced prostate cancer and he was suffering from extreme pain. It's an unfortunate situation. He was a great performer and a great actor who tried to get it right, which is why he became sober. I mean, I never met him. I don't know him. It seems like he tried to get it right. You know, everybody you know, makes mistakes and he made mistakes, apparently, according to some of the things I read, but he was trying to get it right. And I think that's what mattered at the end. So RIP, rest in peace to William Hunt. And for the rest of us who are still here, fighting a good fight, keep fighting, thrive, don't only survive, and stay the course. This is Dr. Gio signing off. I'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. For tuning in to this week's episode of the Doctor Geo Podcast, you can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on YouTube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in a world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.